So starting in May, I took out $7,000 from my emergency savings and applied it to student loans. Then I, uh, I was paying anywhere between $1,800 to $3,500 a month on these loans. Just trying to knock them out. <laughs> like, I was just trying to mark just get them done, get them done. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Now. Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dream Catchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got Jelly with me. And she <laughs> called <it> dream. <laughs> Chandler, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Oh, I'm thrilled. I love these. <laughs> I absolutely love these type of shows. So, you guys have heard from Duran a few times over the past, you know, 12, 18 months. He was actually our inaugural guest, and now we've got his better half on the line. Um, so. Would you do me a favor and tell the listeners a little bit about your background and we're going to dive into this journey, this hunt. All right. All right. So I'm Angelica. Like you said, I'm Duran's wife. I'm currently um, a cardiac device specialist. Got the opportunity to work from home as we raise our daughter right now. Um, I graduated from uh, ODU in 2012 with a master's in exercise science and I graduated VCU in 2010 with a bachelor's in exercise science. And that plays a lot into the story I'm going to tell about getting these degrees and the cost that associated with that. Nice, nice. So graduate degree, married, <laughs> baby, how old yeah. is she? She's 15 months. Oh my God. Yeah, running all over the place, turning the house up. <laughs> so did you take a lot of time off? Uh, just the standard 12 weeks FMLA time. That's okay. all I took. <laughs> So how does that work? So you said you're staying, you get to work from home. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when, you know, employers let people work from home, they make sure that they have childcare. How are you guys able to work from home and keep the baby at home with you and the whole deal? Uh, luckily I had a job that allows me to work at night. So I work three to 1130. So me and Deron do a switch off around five-ish. So Sometimes around three, I'll watch her from three to five, or my mom steps in, or his mom. We kind of just worked it out. It kind of worked out perfect that I got a job that they're open 24-7. So whatever shift I wanted to work, I could work that second shift, and it worked out perfect for us. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. And so <clears throat> when you were getting your degrees, mm -hmm. were you on scholarship, or how did you pay for those? All student loans. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Maybe a couple of thousand or two grants, but it was all student loan based for majority, wow. 90%. So you did go to state school, so it wasn't terrible, but yeah. what, 
what is what is what is the education like that cost? Uh, my total loan costs when I finished was forty nine thousand dollars. Oh, boy. <laughs> not including interest. <laughs> oh boy, fifty big ones. Yeah. Before you even get started. Yeah, started out in the hole. Wow. So did you start working right out of undergrad or did you just go straight into grad school? Uh, for like six months, I worked part time at Chippenham Hospital as like an EKG tech, just running around the hospital doing EKGs whenever they need it. So that just told me over for six months because I graduated in December from VCU. So I had that, that little gap period before grad school started. So you said running around. You're also a pretty avid runner. How many races did you do in 2019? 2019 was my comeback year because uh, I had the baby October 2018. So only did like I did three, I did three races. Uh-huh. But I'm back in, I'm back up and running now. So we're actually going to do the Miami half marathon in two weeks. Okay. I, I got my running legs back. So we're gonna I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna at least do ten races this year. Ten races this year. Yeah. All right. So Duran was telling me about a conversation you guys were having, and he said. You realize, I'm skipping a bunch of the conversation, but he's like, at the end of the conversation, he's like, you realize that we can't run this race or we're having to choose whether or not you can run this race because of a job. Mm-hmm. You remember that conversation? Can, can, you, can you let us in on the inside of what happened and how you got into that conversation? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Vegas half marathon. That's in October. And um, my... I don't get that much time off from work because I work from home. So I guess they figure we don't need that much PTO. So we're trying to figure out if we can do the race because I would have to take off a couple days to go. So we're, we're in the mood now. We're like, we have to figure out a way that we don't let a job control our fun time and our vacations. So that was the background to that situation. Wow. <laughs> so most people don't even, that doesn't even enter into the equation. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a given that this is going to happen or this is going to be. But for yeah. you, you guys are actually having that conversation. And yeah. so I think this goes hand in hand in what happened. So 50000 in student debt, mm-hmm. starting to talk about time freedom and mm-hmm. not having to be in a certain place at a certain time. So what's happened since 2012? A lot. <laughs> well, um, how far do you want me to start back from? You want me to start from like 2013 or? Yeah, let's do 2013 on. 2013 on. All right. So 2013, first year out of school, I'm just working part time at the Y um, as a personal trainer. Trying to, my really, I really wanted to work in corporate fitness. And I was living in D.C. at that time. And I had an internship there. But I didn't work out to get a full time job. So I was working at of a company called LNT Fitness part-time and working at the Y part-time. Uh, working part-time means that I applied for the based on your income program. So I wasn't making any money. So they was like, oh, you don't have to pay anything per month for your student loans. And I was like, oh, it's a great deal. <laughs> so I started to like, I started paying attention maybe around June, 2013, making payments. I think like 50, $50 or $100 payments a month. And I would notice when interest hits for that month, my principal balance was still increasing regardless of the money I was paying. Like at that time, I think my interest was like $250 a month on these loans. So the money wasn't going to my principal. So that had to figure this out. So fast forward to 2014, um, I got a full-time job as a cardiac tech 
uh, working at Virginia Heart. Uh, brief background, Virginia uh, Cardiac Tech, you do exercise stress testing to detect heart disease in patients, just so people know what that means. Uh -huh. And um, that August of 2014, I started working part-time at a running store. That from August 2014 to, uh, let's see, August 2015, all my extra checks from Pacers, the running store, was going to my student loans. And it took a full year of those extra payments for my payments to actually go to my principal. So it took a year of me making these payments <laughs> to not apply to interest only. So for 365 days, it was so frustrating. <laughs> Um, then in 2015, I made a little mistake in 2014. Uh, I got frustrated with my car and I went out and just bought a car that uh, I came home with a car. Deron was kind of upset about that. <laughs> that was a $16,000 car. That $16,000, of course, could go towards my student loans, but I just wanted a new car. Um, but you guys weren't married yet, right? Yeah, we weren't married. So he didn't say much. I could tell you. I'm saying I do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly what I thought. <laughs> And so instead of my extra payments, my, my running store payments going towards my student loans, they start going towards my car. So I paid the car for two years because I realized that was a mistake. Uh, but still, I still think about it daily. Like I could have been done so much earlier if I had that $16,000 paid off. Uh, going in, so 2017 is when I paid the car off and I could focus back on my loans. And also that's the year Deron and I got married. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so we had a, um, so because we were married, I didn't reapply for the based on your income program because the two incomes, I definitely wasn't going to qualify. It was a waste of time. So right. I was pretty much based on my income. I was basically at the required payments anyway. So I was like, I'm not going to even do the paperwork. So I kept for that whole year, I was coaching basketball as well and working part-time in 2017 to 2018, just making payments, trekking through, trying to get through this. Then February 2018, I get pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, then that's it was an accident. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> now. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's another problem. I could I had to stop making extra payments because you know, pregnancy comes a lot of sonograms, a lot of lab tests. So that extra money I was applying to my loans, I had to go to medical expenses. But during that time, I also knew that. I only had like six weeks of leave saved. I knew that I had I needed the extra money when I was not working for those other six weeks. So I couldn't I couldn't do extra. I was paying the required six oh one. So uh, October twenty eighteen, our daughter's born. I'm out on maternity leave. Then January comes twenty nineteen, and I still have these loans. And I know I have to go back to work in February. I started calling around for daycares. We lived in DC at this time. And one place told me $500 a week. And I was like, nope. That's <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. We have to work this out. <laughs> and at that time, I had $31,000 of debt. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I'm still in. So between 2012 and 2018, I only got down $20,000. So I was like, something has to go. I can't. I don't want to pay daycare and still have student loan debt. So... I had a coworker who, she always tells me about these at-home jobs. And so I was like, okay, I'll try to get one of those. But in the, main, in the meantime, I still have this debt I have to pay. And I didn't know, and we still living in DC, rent's high. And my mom came, came and uh, 
she mentioned to me that, oh, I have extra space in my house because my stepfather passed away in July 2018. So she had a three-bedroom house. And it was in Richmond. <laughs> Dawn and I did not want to live in Richmond. But <laughs> we had to make a sacrifice. We had to come to the realization that, okay, we have to move back to my mom's house. This, that'll cut off our rent. We'll give her a couple hundred dollars and I could focus on my student loan debt. So in May, um, well, February, I went back to work for a month. I had to put in my two weeks and then I just worked part-time from May to, uh, from February to May, part-time at my job, working like two or three hours a day. Then in May, I luckily I got a job working from home that makes more money. And then we moved back home to Richmond. So it's like it just, everything started to click in May of 2019. <laughs> So starting in May, I took out $7,000 from my emergency savings and applied it to student loans. Then I, uh, I was paying anywhere between $1,800 to $3,500 a month on these loans. Just trying to knock them out. <laughs> like, I was just trying to market, just get them done, get them done. And then October comes around, and Deron knows. Deron's a number of country. You know, everyone knows. Like, he's constantly looking. He's like, I don't think he's going to make it. So he starts to give me $900 a month towards the loans. I was still a little short. But then, like, luckily, one of my coworkers quit in November, and she worked in the weekends. So I picked up two weekend shifts a month from November to, to December, November, December. And that little extra gave me uh, enough money to make to finish on December 31st. Like I never, I reached my goal on December 31st. I logged in that morning. Deron recorded it. I paid my last $1,800 on student loans. I'm done. <laughs> hey guys, back in 2016, me and the team decided to formalize Dreamcatchers as an organization that can help people achieve their wildest dreams. If this is you. Please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com in order to find out the details of our services and how we can help you become a dream catcher. Talk to you soon. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. We gotta have a celebratory how. I know. Alright, how? Yeah. Right, you fo I'll follow you. <laughs> Jelly has paid off over $30,000 of student loans in a single year. Oh! Oh! <laughs> this is so awesome. Yeah, it was a journey, oh. but you made it. I don't even know. <laughs> hey, so A lot of sacrifices. So talk about that, right? Because at the powwow, you're known as the willing participant now. Really? <laughs> you're known as the willing participant. So there was a, a great story of you saying something along the lines of, yeah, I realized that I wasn't fully committed and I'm all the way in now and we're not going on these vacations. So oh, that's thanks that. to you. That's thanks to you. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Deron went to a powwow pow -wow around May. And this time, I don't know why. I just knew I was going to pay off my loans. I had a feeling. So I started just, like, looking up trips. I like basketball. So I was like, oh, let's go to, like, these basketball games and yada, yada. And uh, also it came, like, to Mother's Day. I asked for a Mother's Day gift or something like that. And then Deron came home and was like, yeah, Ron said you halfway committed to the goal. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm a competitor at heart. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to shut everybody up. <laughs> so then I was like, no, we're not planning nothing else. We didn't plan any trip for 2019 other than like we went to a wedding in September. And that was it. He was like, dang, maybe I shouldn't have said anything to you. So thanks to you, I locked, <laughs> I locked down, got focused, and I'm here now. So what are you going to do with your new freedom? Because, I mean, $3,500 a month, even yeah. $2,000 a month is a lot of money to pay on that. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do now that you've got more disposable income? Uh, so right now I have to rebuild up my savings because I, I took a hit. And so I have to redo that. I'm going to save for a house and also do some more investing. Uh, that's the plan. Those are the three steps we're going towards. And also buy a car because... As Eddie, everybody knows, Deron has to get out that terse hill. He doesn't. <laughs> he has to. He can't, even, he can't even transport our daughter around in it. <laughs> well, it's time when Darcy turns around, she'll be able to fit. No, he doesn't want her. <laughs> so, yeah, those, that's what we have lined up for 2020. So, rebuild the emergency fund. I think it's awesome that you had a $7,000 emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And we have to take mm-hmm. money home. But... Rebuild the emergency fund. Are you shooting for like three months of expenses or six months of expenses or what is it? Uh, I think we're doing like three. Starting off at three. Yeah. All right. You're saving up for, you're going to do the car first or the house first? The car. Okay. We are in the process with the car. Are in the process. (laughs) I've seen some links to. Yeah. What happens afterwards, after they serve their purpose and how they get repurposed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then the home. And so will you, are you planning to stay in Richmond or you guys have the flexibility to do some other stuff? Yeah, we're going to stay in Richmond. You know, we have the daughter now, the grandparents, I think they'll they'll attack us if we decide to leave Richmond with her. (laughs) Well, and I see all the stuff on social media and you know, the cousins are running and playing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. And it's yeah. Really exciting. But I, I don't want to take anything away from your story. Like, that's super inspiring. And it's really interesting what happens when somebody gets laser focused, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about gazelle intensity? You paid off more money in a single year and not even the whole year, in a mm-hmm. partial year. Yeah. Than you did over the previous six or seven years. Yeah, exactly. That's exciting. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless because yeah. I mean, there are people who make more money than you and make mm-hmm. more money than you guys as a couple who still have student loans laying around and yeah. dragging them from place to place. And Waiting for the money. government to forgive them. <laughs> Pretty yeah. sacrifices to yeah. get it done. And now, like, I always talk about people either running through the desert or walking into the desert and then walking back out. And y'all mm-hmm. just sprinted across the desert. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel? Like, I mean, I know you had to have some anxiety about changing the way that you spent and mm-hmm. making this pretty intense sacrifice for this short period of time. How do you feel now that it's over? Uh, I feel like a weight's off my shoulder. Like I was just stressed out because I felt like I was letting, like, to, I grew up playing basketball, so, like, teamwork's a big thing for me. Deron, he paid off his loans, like, a couple of years ago, so I feel like I was holding us back as a couple from going to the next step, so that's probably extra pressure I was putting on myself that wasn't necessary, but it's just a relief that I don't have that anymore, and we can just start to build on our future for our daughter. 
and that's just moving forward. So you also talked about investing a little bit, and what kind of investing are you guys going to do? I'll let Duran take the lead on that. Uh, I know he has some real estate properties, and he's with you. So yeah, I'll let him handle all that. So I think we're going to the real estate realm of things. Sweet, 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 <laughs> sweet, sweet. Um, and so if somebody's trying to figure out how they're going to get out of student loan debt or just consumer debt in general, what would you tell them? Uh, first thing, make a budget. That was the key. Because you have to know where your money is going. Uh, just seeing, getting that constant reminder that, okay, I'm spending too much money on fast food or going out just to cut back, just to see what you could cut back or where the extra money, what extra money you do have. The budget is important. Uh, having someone to make sure you're sticking to that budget. For me, it was Deron. He's constantly like, hey, so what did you pay on this, this month? Or you sure you need that? You don't need that. <laughs> so having someone to hold you responsible to that budget is key as well. And um, a big thing for me was, um, actually Deron did this. He put an Excel sheet with all my student loans because they were broken down by like loan number. He had the amount and how much interest was applied. So we had like a visual representation that when I paid off a certain loan number, the exit out. So that was like, kept me motivated throughout the way because if you're looking at the big number, you're like, I'm never gonna pay this off, but having those small goals will help as well. Nice. Yeah. And I suspect you're never getting student loan debt again, huh? No, never. <laughs> and so what do you want for Cree? I want her- the university. I want Cree to, um, you said, do I want her to go to university? If she decides to go to university, what do you want from her from a, you know, paying for her perspective? How, how, what does that look like for you guys? Well, we started, a, we started an account for her. So hopefully she doesn't have the problem that we had. So luckily she would, we, she, she should have more than enough money for school at that time based on us. Because we're contributing now and she's only 15 months. So but at 18, she should be set. That's the plan. <laughs> Unless school cost goes crazy. But. Yeah, I don't know. She may want to go to University at Richmond. I think it's like sixty-five thousand a year now. Oh wow! Yeah, she's gonna have to get some scholarships. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 So, you, you talked about the future. Um, you, you talked about having the burden lifted. So, mm -hmm. does this new freedom give you an opportunity to give a, a gift to the world? Do you have more flexibility to? do more coaching or are you still working extra jobs? Like, what do you do now? Oh, so now, uh, so once we had free, I had to stop coaching and my extra job went away. So unfortunately I can't do those anymore because I work three, three eleven shift. That's prime time for coaching. So I haven't been able to do that. Um, I do want to get a scholarship fund started. Uh, I went to Huguenot High School in Richmond. So my goal is to, Maybe in a couple of years, get a scholarship started for kids. Just so they don't have the stress of not having student loans will help you. I feel like that will just make their life easier. So hopefully, I can get that up and started. Maybe two or three years. Okay, we've got one. So if you need help, let me know. Okay, all right. <laughs> let me know. Um, and so, what's the one thing you want people to take away from this episode? They don't hear anything else. Uh, be able to make sacrifices, um, make yourself uncomfortable, because this whole situation, I live by this quote, life begins outside your comfort zone, and that's what I feel like 2019 was about. 
I didn't want to move back to Richmond. That was super uncomfortable for me. I loved Arlington, Virginia. <laughs> they got, living back with my mom, uncomfortable. But in the end, now I'm out of debt because I made these sacrifices and made myself uncomfortable. So that's all you have to do. If it's something, everything's attainable. You just have to be willing to make sacrifices to reach those goals. That's awesome. And I, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I, I let people take the story as you gloss it over. Guys, since 2012, when she graduated, <laughs> she's got married, she's bought and paid for a car. She's, and they didn't just like go to the justice of peace. Like they actually had a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a baby. Like these, and she's paid off all of her student loans. Like mm-hmm. for the people who make excuses of, you know, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. There's not enough money. Like any excuse will do if you don't want to. Yeah. And, you know, the Chandlers are my, my go-to inspiration when <laughs> it comes time to talk about finances and making the most of what you have and figuring out how to keep a ton of it and being willing to make sacrifices and being uncomfortable so that you can live a life like nobody else on the back side. So I'm so proud of you. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so guys, if you made it to this point in the podcast, you must have really enjoyed what Jelly had to share with us. So do us a favor, share with a friend, give us a written review and give us that five-star rating so we can help get the message out there. Jelly, Jelly, Jelly. Thanks again <laughs> for coming Thanks. on the Dreamcatchers podcast. And Thanks I for having me. To talking to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.